It's time for the 8 Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. It's a lock. I hit the 7 iron like John Daly hits the 3. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken yeah. dinner! Jerome Espinosa is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction at 8 Greatest Performance Center. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! We will talk all things New Mexico golf, hear from voices all around the world of golf, and even give some swing tips to improve your game. All you got to do is just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. Now, Get ready playing golf here's PGA Pro Jerome Espinoza. Good morning. Welcome to the 8 Grady's Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. We're here till 11 a.m. today. And look who showed up. Thanks, David, for, you know, blessing us with your presence. You're welcome, Jerome. You're welcome. If it was a tea time, you'd, well, you'd have been DQ'd. But it's all good. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Yep. No, I was on the tea box five minutes. <laughs> so you get five minutes. <laughs> I just made double on the first, that's all. Double on the first. <laughs> he's He's got an uphill battle. He showed up. <clears throat> uh, that's so good. Um, some Some stuff that I know that, well, I guess first and foremost, the season's officially underway on the tour. Officially underway. Well, it was anyway. It started last season, didn't it? Yeah, I don't count it, though, in September and all that. They, st- I, they still get paid units. Well, it doesn't count as 23 to me. Tournament of Champions starts it all off. I didn't actually watch any of it. I didn't either, but they said Morikawa. F- yeah, he said it was a collapse, but he bogeyed like 14, 15, 16, and birdied 18. I don't consider that like... A- like shooting 80? Yeah, I mean, big John Rahm also shot 10 or 11 under, whatever it was. It's like, come on. But How good is Rahm, dude? Yeah, I know. Well, here's the thing that, oh, my gosh. So, Callaway, so, now obviously, it's not to the extent of Nike and Tiger Woods, right? When Tiger's playing the Nike ball and it stops at Augusta and then, like, rolls in the whole, like, dude, that's a commercial already. But John Rahm, just as Callaway has dropped all their new stuff, you know, has this unbelievable comeback, and it's like, oh, he's using all the new paradigm stuff, Callaway paradigm. I mean, like, he, he that could, was perfect for them. He could use top flight and win, just like Tiger back in the day. Ah, uh, maybe know? these guys. Well, they're good. Yeah, they're, <clears throat> they're, they're damn good to be quite honest. And you know, Rom. Um, speaking of Rom, that I saw something that was, I mean, again, it's. It's always comparable to Tiger in my eyes, but they said if you put John Rahm's last 20 rounds into the handicap system. Plus nine or something. 13. Plus 13. 13.18. <laughs> so it says, well done, John. Your new handicap index is plus 13. Like, I don't know if people understand that. That's a ridiculous. Well, are they also taking into consideration how hard those golf courses yeah, are? That's what, yeah, it does. Are they, but they, are they doing stroke average of the tour pros or are they and the slope or are they just taking the regular one from the golf course no i'm just i think they just take exactly what the handicap system does right so the back tees it's probably rated at i don't even know yeah, so that's seven my, so that's my the point course rating that plus 13 is on a tour course yeah on a regular day that might be a plus 18 well yeah, that's <laughs> i mean that's true really because if and i don't know I've, they say out there, the fairways are gigantic, and these guys don't miss ferries, and that course is well, busy, yeah, but still, like... Of course, they always go low, don't they? But, it's, like, still windy, and still 
going to be firm and fast. I mean, it's not, you know, like your local municipal golf course, but you're right. I mean, you could add five to 10 if he's playing. Yeah, I don't know about 10, but yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> if the, he's playing the, over at Arroyo. <laughs> oh, it's, just add it up. Mid 50s. <laughs> I mean, really? That's yeah. it. I think they had, there was a Golf Digest thing that had a Bubba Watson go out on like a, to a local muni and play. And, you know, I mean, I think he shot like 62 or 63 at some golf course out there in Phoenix. They were like some municipal golf course. And it's like, there you go. It's, it's, it's what, what you've always talked about. What you've always said is when you're looking at tour conditions, tour golf course, and that's not even counting, you know, we always talk about the pressure and the fans and all that. Those guys are on a completely different, oh, it's not completely even, different level. You can't even compare it. You can't even, they're not. It's almost not even the same game. I mean, it's just not, you know. I remember my f- last hole of my first PGA at Oak Hill. I'm on the tee. I know I need a birdie to make the cut, right? As soon as it left my club face, I knew I'd missed the fairway only by a couple of yards, but I knew I had no chance because I knew I could not reach the green from there. Oh. The rough is a foot deep. It, you, you know, I knew I was, I was done from one shot. Right off the fa- like yeah. milliseconds off the I, face. I knew it was like, just a oh. hair right, and I'm like death. Well, there goes birdie. I oh mean, you just said you can't. I mean, let, you're chipping in. You you, have, you're like, chipping out to the fairway, and then you got to hold a sand wedge or something. It's like just. It, whereas you miss a fairway by two or three feet at Arroyo, who cares? Yeah, I mean, Rosalta, who cares? You're, Foils, who cares? You can, I mean, it doesn't matter. You can find some sort of green or... Yeah, there's you, nothing you can give your yourself way. a chance at a, at a putt for birdie, yeah. Though, this, tour, this tournament they just played is obviously very different. It's not a whole lot of rough. and Well, and it's, it's interesting you say that. So I had a good player come into the facility telling me, which it's, you know, he's like, I hit my 5-iron 250, it's not going 250 anymore. And I'm just like... Well, I've seen, your, I've seen your swing speed. It's 113, which is good, right? With like, a driver. With a driver. He's ripping it. Yeah. So I'm like, that's good. But So I get him on the machine, and he's going through it, and I'm like, dude, I'm just telling you, you're not touching 250. Like, if you want to bend this to a three iron. With a, with a club speed, with his driver of 113, he's not touching 250 with a five wood. So it, <laughs> Not a five iron. I, I had to break his heart, and you know, give him the numbers and say, this is where you're at. But again, it goes back to that equipment thing. He was previously got those, those clubs and all the, all the manufacturers do it now that was cranked down basically two clubs. So it's a three iron. So his, his five iron was a three iron. Yep. And he thought he could hit it, you know, super four. And now he's got a different set of clubs that are not too, Two clubs strong. At, at, at the end of the day, and the, the, I don't think people talk about this enough. That everyone, and I get it, distance sells, right? I mean, well, yeah, hit it further. But those guys don't care that they're hitting a four iron instead of a six iron. Yes, they care. They know how far it goes and when it'll stop. Yes, because I told him this. I said, "Well, I said you can hit this." We, I can bend it strong for you. Yeah. But you're not going to hold the green. Yeah. Like it's landing at 220. What was his land angle? Well, it's not good. If I mean, it's, you know, it was normal with what he had. I mean, he was yeah. hitting it normal. 
Yeah. A five iron for someone that probably swings a driver 113. You know, he's going to hit it, what, 210? Probably a five iron ish. At Albuquerque. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it will stop. But yeah. if you want to hit it 250, it's going to hit 220 and finish 250. But that doesn't help no. you when you're trying to yeah. stop a ball. Because, like you said, the land angle, I've tried to tell him, like, it's probably like you want 15. your ball to come down. Yeah. Like, you don't want it to be skirting along the ground you'll never stop it and that's where people forget like people get so stuck on like you said most of those guys also like you know and you know this on those tour courses when they're hitting a seven iron they can probably hit their seven iron 200 yards let's say yeah and they're hit it to a stick that's like 215 they don't hit their seven iron 215 no it's hitting 200 and then stopping by 215 but everyone sees the Wow, he just hit that six iron, two hundred and thirty yards. It's like No he didn't. No he didn't. Yeah. It landed. They care about where it lands. The key to go and Tiger said this years and years ago. The key to golf is being pin high. Oh. And knowing when to not be long and when not to be short. Yes. That's that that so what what does that say? You just got to know how far. It doesn't matter how far you hit it. You got to know how far you hit it. <laughs> that you have to know exactly how far you hit it to be that good. You can't say how, like Jerome, how, how, how far did you hit your five iron? I don't know, two oh five to two twenty. Like <laughs> that's a big difference. That's why, yeah, that's why you're not on tour, Jerome. <laughs> you got that's a fifteen yard difference. That is water. Bunker. Back bunker, yep. out of bounds, whatever. Yeah. No, you're 100% correct. Like, it's just, if you don't know where it's going to hit, you're, I mean, that's the difference between those guys, right? Like, that's what they care about. Can I get over this bunker Yeah. and stop it? Or can I stop it before it goes into the back water, the back, I mean, the back bunker, any of that stuff? Yeah, very rarely. And, and, you know, most people listen have probably never seen a proper tour yardage book. <laughs> um, most of these guys are using the front number, obviously, unless it's a really big green to a back pin or whatever. The front number, it's like, okay, what what do I have to carry this? Yep. Because those greens are minus some events, are, are firmer, they're faster. So, yeah, let's say it's 210 to the hole, Carry the front is 185. It's downwind a little bit, and the greens are firm. That's an eight iron for a, a McElroy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, McElroy just hit his eight iron 220. No. He didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. It may have traveled that far, <laughs> but he did not fly his eight iron 220 yards. That's perfectly put. Now, can he? Maybe. Maybe on a range, if he's just giving it absolutely everything he's got. Who knows what he's got in the tank? He's got a very big tank. But yeah, well, pe- to your point, people don't get that. To your point, Finau, like in this off season, right? There's all kinds of videos coming out of Tony Finau hitting this disgusting ball speed and flying the driver. Yeah. That's a perfect example of what you're talking about. It's 20 miles an hour less when he's playing golf. Yeah, yeah, he's got it in the tank. Yeah, but he's not doing it because it'll cost him lots of money. It certainly if could. he's doing, yeah. yeah, you know, crazy stupid stuff. Um, a, a perfect, I think, as you were telling that story. Your pro am last year at Sandia was a great example of that. Where in that 
I think it was like that last nine holes, and you have Will Collins and Sam Saunders and Devin, right? Yeah. These guys are hitting to that back hole at Sandia on 18. Yeah. There's water in play. Devin flies it to the hole. In the water. Water. Yep. Will and Sam step up, and they hit the very front of the green, and they got like 10 feet. If, if you... If you watch carefully, and this is to the people listening, if you watch, let's say the Sony Open this week. I want you to watch it this weekend. Count the amount of times that some guy hits it over the green to a back pin. (laughs) You may not see it once because you're only going to see the leaders, really, like you always do. And tell me how often they are short to a front pin. Yep. It does not happen very often. Nope. Because they know that's the mistake they cannot make. And that's all because they know how far it's going. Yep. If, if they hit it tight to a front pin or tight to a back pin, it's because they had a perfect number. Yep. They had the exact number that their eight iron goes, so they trust it. It's right next to the hole. If it's in between a seven and an eight to a back pin, they're taking a shorter one. They're hitting the eight iron, and they're just going to hit it hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it might get back to the hole it's probably going to be 20, 30 feet short of the hole. And they're happy with that. Yeah. They're fine. It's fine. But when they get a good number, they're going to have a hell of a chance of birdie, and they're going to be a lot closer to the hole. Yeah, and that's it's another story that I, that makes me think of is one of the times when UNM used to have that good game that I think you played in a whole bunch of times. Um, I was paired with Will one time, and it was funny, right? I'm kind of complaining because I have this weird number that's in between clubs, and I'm like, gosh, of course, like I'm in between clubs and I hit a shot and it's not very good or whatever. And I'm, you know, pissing and moaning. And of course, Will, he goes, you're just not a very good player if you can't hit that shot and you're in between clubs. And I was like, ooh, good call. Like, yeah, because you don't, yeah, like, you don't get perfect numbers. <laughs> no, ever. You've got to make, you've right. got to make the right decision. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. If, if. If you need to get it, hit it a little further to get it to a back pin, but with a club that you know can't go over, play a draw, right? Yep. If you're hitting it to a front pin that, you know, you know you've got too much club, you, you hit it a little higher maybe, or, or you hit a little fade, or there are all these things that your average golfer has absolutely no clue how to do. No, and really it's None. probably too much for them, but the I think the one thing that I know that, I've been teaching a whole bunch in this whole year is like, know how far your club goes. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're doing the same thing. I'm like, well, do you want to play better golf? You need to know that that pitching wedge, I don't care if it goes 120 or 150, just know it. And when I ask you on the golf course, what club are you hitting? You should be able to tell me. Yeah. I'm, this is a full pitching wedge for me. Perfect. Let's do it. Yeah, do you think these guys care if they're between a five and a six? They're like, God, I really want to hit six so I can say I hit six. No, <laughs> they don't. They want to hit it as close to the hole as they can. <laughs> That's it. You just you just named it. Yeah. You nailed you nailed golf like exactly like they. You know they're not sitting there trying to compare with each other. They're like, if I hit it to two feet, that's I'm. That's all I wanted. Yeah, absolutely hit it to two feet. And Tiger back in the day would actually purposely choose different clubs because that oh and hit that you, hit f- you find shot. out in the, in those scenarios you find out what club they hit it's not hard to figure out yeah when yeah, you yeah. play enough golf you can look and see the face you, it, sometimes you don't even need to see the face you can tell by the length of the club what club true. he's got in his hand true right 
or you can look in the bag. It, that happens all the time. Caddies tell other caddies, like... Yeah. But he used to purposely... <laughs> Hit the five when it wasn't it, even a five. And he could have got a seven there or whatever. Yep. So this other guy's like, what the hell? Yeah, you know? no. Yeah. Do you remember that shot he hold at um, Pebble? When he came back from... I think he was like eight strokes down with nine holes to go against that... Uh, was it Matt Gogol? Okay. And he won at Pebble. Do you remember that? And he yeah. hold that nine iron on 16... That nine iron was from a hundred yards. A hundred. <laughs> he could have hit lob wedge. <laughs> no dice. But it would have landed right by the hole and spun all the way off the front of the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, to be honest, that's. I mean, you know, that was probably part of his whole mental thing that people would say when they played with him, and they're like, "You just can't play with Tiger because he did stuff like that." Yeah. Like would just totally mess with you, and you're like. Did he literally just hit a five? Like, I got a seven in my hand. Yeah. This, and it's him. It's Tiger, best player in the world right now, best player ever. And I mean, I could see how that would yep. totally mess with you. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. But he was good enough to do it. Well, and he trusted himself to do it. I, I mean, how many times? Did, I'm sure he did that. Oh, countless times. Billions he, of times. Yeah. Practicing. And then yeah. when he's playing, he's like, well, let's do this. Like, you know, that's. That's where he's just a master. That that stuff in golf is is unbelievable to see and watch. And it's, I mean, obviously he's not the same, but I'm sure he can still do some of the same. Look at Lee Trevino. Yeah, Lee still does a ton of stuff, and he's in his 80s, and he was a he was a master of that sort of thing. Um, it's why you can never, even as bad as Tiger's situation is now, you can never. Well, I can't. Do I think he'll win another tournament? Honestly, I don't know. But if someone put a gun to my head and said, you have to pick a yes or a no and place a bet, I would bet yes. Yeah, you can't count him out. Be- because he does stuff and has done stuff that other people just simply can't do. And we're talking McElroy, Ram, Justin Thomas. Tiger did things that they cannot do. And they're the best we've got in the world at the moment. I mean, well, we've talked about it. Yeah. Like the world number ones, the made cuts, like... And if he, to be honest, some of those cuts things would probably not even, he still would have them if he wasn't injured and all that sort of thing. Like the dude was an absolute machine. Yeah. So yeah, like and then if when there's he, a dude that can figure it out, it would probably be him. And then when he did make a mistake, his recovery was just outrageous. Look at all the chip-ins from the wrong side of the greens and, you know, the ones that always spring to mind are uh, not Bay Hill, but Memorial. You know, oh, yeah. It's like where he's holding out from. <laughs> But he missed it in the in the spot where he, where could, he could still play it. If he's yeah. in the water, you can, he's yeah. going back there 100 yards. He's got to hit full sandwich, and the best he's going to make is a bogey. True. You know, as good as his short game was, that miss, even though it was in a terrible position, left of the green there, downhill, he could he chip could it in the water. Before. He's good enough to know that he's not going to hit it in the water. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's... That's a good point, and I, I have a, a a funny. You'll have to remind me when we come back from this break. But Noda had a funny story about him and Tiger doing some some uh, short game work and practicing together. So remind me when we come back. We got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, Director of Instruction. If you're in need of club repair, please email me at gespinosa at eightgradies.com. This is the Eight Grades Golf Show on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Let's get back to the 8th Greatest Golf Show with Jerome Espinoza on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. 
Welcome back to the 8 Grades Golf Show on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. You'll hear myself and David Muddit talking golf, not always New Mexico golf, Saturdays 10 to 11. Welcome to the new year. This is, I believe, week two of our new year, 23. Yep. So uh, we're back at it. But kind of going back to that Tiger story of his short game, is Noda said they used to practice together like a ton, right? Like do short game. And Noda's short game was filthy. Like, I yeah. mean, it's ridiculous. Um, but he said when me and Tiger would go at it on the short game, he said it it would just piss me off because he would I'd chip it to like a foot in just tough whatever line he'd chip it to six inches. He said I'd chip it to three inches. He'd knock it in. He goes, it was just like every time we practiced, he said that was just happening all the time. Is whatever I did that was really good, he would just come on top of it. That's that's why he beat everybody. <laughs> everybody. Yeah. The entire world. Mm. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about uh, the payout for the tournament. Did you see the payout? That was one of those bigger Ooh. events. Yeah, I, I, I made my two point seven. I made my pick not knowing that I probably shouldn't have picked who I did. Oh, because I didn't realize it's that was, money list. It's yeah, I didn't realize that was one of those events. That it's added. like the waste management's one of those events. That's our next one we pick for, so yeah. 2.7 to Rom. Dude, it's, I mean, in 22, we got, or the winner got 1.4. That was second place. Morikawa got 1.5. <laughs> I mean, and I know people want to say whatever they want about Liv, but it sure has injected a lot of money into the tour. Yeah, no, no two ways about it. I mean. I saw that payout and was like, I mean, and there's not very many guys in that one, right? Thirty-nine guys or something. Last place got two hundred thousand. That's double what they got. That would have been. I think that was my guy. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. He well, it's better than getting miscut. That would have really hurt. Well, you can't miscut. Oh, there's no cut in that one. Oh. I mean, I I saw a thing on, you know, a guy named Lou Stagner that I follow on Twitter that's amazing with stats, and he was talking about Monday qualifiers. And I guess the Phoenix Waste Management is a popular Monday qualifier anyway. The best one is the tournament this week. But they said it is going to be jacked with people trying to get into the Waste Management. Oh, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Because it's an elevated event. They already have pre-qualifiers. I saw Sammy tried to qualify for this week. He made it past the pre-Q. So for those of you who don't know, when these guys are trying to get into a tour event, you kind of have to go to what's called a pre-qualifier. So that's a tournament before anything, which Typically probably has on the Tuesday or a couple Thursday, hundred guys. The week, the week before, <laughs> and then you get into the Monday. Then yeah. you get yeah. into the Monday qualifier. Does Sammy not have any status left because if you have he must not because he because you don't have to do the pre-qualifier if you have any status he did the pre-q finished second so he got in and then he didn't monday qualify because he was trying to so play he went to week. what so he went to yeah. hawaii oh, that, yeah. this, they, they say this is like the best one to do because no one does it yeah that's you gotta go to hawaii i talked to somebody the other day i was like why is sam out there and they go he said well nobody travels to hawaii like it's a yeah it's one of the better ones to try and get in because it's an expensive ticket yep to get out to just try and, you know, Monday into the, the Hawaii event. Yep. So, um, you know, so it's... That's it, why another good one is um, those ones they do in, like, Puerto Rico, oh, yeah. Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, yeah. But still, look what we're talking about. 
You're not even. You guys that think being a golf pro is this <laughs> luscious way to live your life, you got to be joking. You got to spend thousands of dollars for a pre-qualifier. <laughs> I mean, and then if you make that, you're not going to fly back and come back five days later because it's typically Thursday and then Monday. Oh yeah, I didn't think about. I mean, uh, and then let's say you get through the Monday. Your your club manufacturer might pay you like twenty five hundred or something. Then you've got to stay in Hawaii for another week. If you miss the cut, you've lost thousands. <laughs> now that gains experience, obviously, and it's a great thing to have on your resume and it gives you confidence, but just people think about that for a minute. Like Yeah. I mean, I'm just in my brain right now as you're talking about that, I'm thinking I'm doing hotel dollars, like in my head, like oh gosh, the hotel racks up. And this is Hawaii. Massive, yeah. In the winter. What, like triple probably the cost? I mean, even to eat. Even a little crappy Motel 6, I bet it's 250 a night. Yeah, that's kind of what I was, in my brain, I had put the number like 400 because I was like, 400 a night in Hawaii. And it's not like you can drive back home after your. I mean, maybe you had a friend to stay with or something. I don't know, but it's uh, professional golf. It's not as glamorous as what most people think it is. Well, yeah, I mean, you're just you know, and it's it's kind of um, they're they're out there trying it because it's a dream, and you're really close, and you can you can taste it, right? You're right yeah. there, but it's just you take this hit to the pocketbook and take another hit, and take another hit, and it's just like it it wears on you. I mean, it's mentally <laughs> draining, wears on you, like you said, it is. It's a pain. It's yeah. a pain. Like it's yes, if you make it and do some of those things, that's wonderful, right? I mean, you've played five of them. Like that's awesome. But these yeah, guys but without, chasing it every single week. But without the local help, I had local oh, sponsorship. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. lose. I lose money oh. for sure. Hundred percent. Every single one. Yeah, because you're there. Yeah. you're probably there. What nine eight, days? Eight or nine days. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I'm going to Florida in like a couple weeks or whatever, and that's going to be. Obviously not expense as expensive, but yeah. it's still expensive because, you know, good thing our friends have a condo out there with a bunch of rooms. Yeah, and you know they're like, all right, we'll charge you eighty five a night. I'm like, done. That's yeah. fair, fair as heck, and I can save some money. But yeah, and that's like for me one event. Not, I mean, not every single week. That's just yeah. rugged. And then you've got these guys in the NFL that are on the practice squad, getting paid. 200 grand a year to just be a practice dummy, basically. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's guaranteed money. Guaranteed. Just show up to practice and you'll be yeah. You'll be as good as you want to be. I wanted to talk a little bit of equipment, dude, because everyone's starting to drop their equipment. Have you seen the Paradigm, the Callaway Paradigm? Not yet, but I'm going to the show. Um, oh, in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, so we're, I'm going to go do the demo day and see all that stuff. Yeah, the Paradigm, so... You know, our guy Vinny has it and has fit a couple people and it's I mean, I don't know. I all this equipment, it's just like a, a race. I mean, you no, know, there's it's, there's, it's, there's it's repainted, they moved a couple things, but again, I I'm not There is no way that this equipment can get any better. Every nine months. There's eight n- months, really. It, there's no way. It it they, they, it's they've peaked. Come on, let's face it. If it, we spoke about this, if every time Taylor May brought out a driver and they said, oh, 25 yards, we'd be hitting at 800 yards. 
Right, it's just nonsense. The stuff that I think maybe is still getting a little better is increasing the sweet spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the misses are going better than they used to. Few hit out the middle of the club, good swing, square face, good speed. I really don't care which drive you use. They're probably all going to go within a couple of yards of each other. Yeah, I mean, I I would say I agree with you. Yeah. They're, they are. I mean, you, you know, like they're going to be, if you take 20 Callaways, 20 TaylorMades, 20 Titleists, and your average is going to be pretty much the same. Pretty close. Yeah. I mean, without, you know, and it's, right, as you're teaching, when you teach people, what's the one thing they say, like, I want to hit it farther? And in my brain, what I think is I'm just like, well, you need to get like some more muscles. You're going to have to get some club head speed because you could, what can you do with a club? You can de-loft it, but that affects other things. You can make it lighter. You can make the shaft more whippy. Honestly, but, <laughs> honestly, the, the best way to hit it further is figure out at what speed you could hit it solid more consistently. So if you're hitting it solid out the middle of the face, it's not spinning at 3,500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's spinning at 2,200, which means you're going to get an additional 15, 20 yards when it hits the ground. 3,500, it's not going anywhere when it hits the ground. And these guys are swinging so hard to try and, and which means they're not hitting it solid. Hit it solid. That's true. And you will hit it further. Middle of the face. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> not not that that's an easy thing to just say. I'm going to hit this. I'm getting hit everything solid. But so I had one guy one time. I was playing with him, and he's like, "Gosh, you just kill the ball." He's like, "How do I do that?" And I said exactly that. I go, "Hit it in the middle of the face, swing harder." And he was like, "Well, easy for you to say. Like, how do I do that?" And I'm like, "I'm just telling you. Like, you want the easy answer? There it is. Yeah, hit it in the middle of the face, and." I mean, look look at McElroy, for example. We spoke about this when Charlie Woods and Tiger were talking about McElroy's swing. Is he ever, have you ever seen him out of balance? No, no. Never. Everybody else you can see will rock back on their heels sometimes or will yep. get a little too much on their toes or, you know, come out of their posture. McElroy never. He is always that in is balance. True. He is, comp- even though his ball speed in tournaments is high 180s he's not swinging out of his shoes he's imagine if he did? he's in complete control of what he's doing you said he's not a huge dude either no he's like 5 6 or 7 or something 8 5 8 maybe at the most goodness gracious dude yeah, yeah. that's, that's I, unbelievable i watched him they did this thing uh where was it quail hollow it was of i don't know what it was for it was for something but him and sergio put on space suits like the full-on nasa yeah. s- space suit right and they were hitting drivers on the range and obviously filming it. it it was for some charity or commercial or something and you know sergio's up there and he's like he topped one he sh- he shanked one he you know fatted one He's wearing a full-blown spacesuit, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. that's what you would expect. Yeah, exactly. McElroy gets up there in this thing and is flying it like 290. What? In a spacesuit and just one after another. And I'm like, my God. Even Sergio, I was stood there watching it. Even Sergio's like, that's sick. Who are you? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. 
I well, mean, uh, God knows how much those things weigh. Well, I mean, even if you think like it has your arms, I mean, you can't no. bring them together and like, even take it back. Like what you, there's no way you just get restricted. Yep, well, TaylorMade kind of did a commercial like that this year. Did you see that where they put them in? They put like um, all these guys in a in a oh my gosh in a mascot suit. Oh yeah, Tiger was wearing Tiger, the tiger was like one. a tiger. Yeah, yeah, it was the same thing. Those yeah. guys were like. Like, you know, yeah. whether the head was in the way and they couldn't see, but they were kind of all doing the same sort of thing. I don't I don't know if Rory was in it, though. I don't remember seeing, because it would have been, the, he probably would have yeah. hit it even better with I, a mascot suit. I can't imagine they had a tailor-made commercial without Rory, but maybe. I I mean, I, I saw Colin. I remember seeing Morikawa and Tiger, and I don't know who else was in there, but they were in these little these suits and you know it's it's just i guess the equipment just they just keep chasing each other and callaway dropped first and now taylor made dropping theirs and you know um i saw i don't know if you saw this kirkland the kirkland brand is making irons so costco really yeah they're making i they i guess they have irons out i haven't seen them something did we talk about this a couple of weeks ago doesn't TaylorMade make the Kirkland golf ball or something. Like I don't that. know. I someone said this week. Someone told me something that it's like some Japanese company making them for Kirkland. I don't know. I have no idea who yeah. makes that ball or their equipment, but they have irons that came out. Someone said oh, you you might have you might have a thing there because Kirkland. Um, they said they look like the P seven nineties. I haven't seen it. I I don't remember where I heard this. Uh, yeah, it, it says it's manufactured by Qingdao SM Parker, which is a large company in China. Um, maybe that's the same company that makes the TaylorMade golf ball. Because I don't believe they actually manufacture their no, own golf ball. I don't ball. think they, they design do. it maybe, but I don't I'm pretty sure they don't manufacture it. I know they got it. in trouble cuz some people have been asking me about this whole Kirkland thing like, "Hey, what do you like what's going to happen?" I said, "Well, it's going to depend." I said, "Those companies are going to come after them yeah. cuz they did it with the first golf ball." Yeah. Didn't they they had something with Titleist. I thought Titleist sued them with the first golf ball. Maybe, yeah. And <clears> Titleist because- Titleis got sued originally with the Pro V1 from Top Flight Strata, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember so- that? So yeah, so that's I mean, so Titleist went after Costco. Costco had to change maybe to this company to get their ball made. <clears throat> Those club companies are going to come after them because Costco can make a big dent if they can put out a set of irons for I don't know three hundred fifty bucks, four hundred bucks, whatever they do. Yeah, because most people are paying a thousand or whatever for a set of clubs right now. Yeah, for a set of irons. Well, and there's a big market for that now because you've got all these. All these beginners that came during COVID that, yep, they're not going to spend five grand on a full set of clubs. Like, I mean, that's basically what a full. If you go putter to driver, oh yeah, you're looking at five grand. Easy, yeah, easy. And then you know, I, that's why I always tell because when people come to me, right, they're like beginners, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, let's function with three clubs: a hybrid, an eight iron, and putter. And then once you get good enough, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll piece something together because I always feel bad when people, I mean, 
Well, they, to they tell of like they're going to hit their eight iron at the same distance they hit their six irons. Correct. It, you know, uh, for a while that they'll correct. eventually not do that. But yeah, I mean, it takes a little bit. It takes a couple months to to get any of that stuff going, and you know where you know you it would affect you because you hit all these clubs different yardages. But for the most part, they can get down the fairway with the hybrid, yeah. and then once they get greenside, okay, go to an eight iron like. Definitely. Just use that for a while, and and we'll figure it out. I, instead of going and buying, you know, or they buy those crap sets, those sets that are like a Wil- box set Wilson for, or something for yeah, like two hundred seventy five dollars. Which is, it's fine. I mean, to get started <laughs> in golf, it's completely fine. Yeah. Um, did Titleist sue Kirkland? Yes, Titleist has had some issues, serious issues with Kirkland ever since Golf Balls released in two thousand and sixteen. They settled the case out of court in 2018 for an unknown amount. This caused Costco to change the design of their golf ball several times to avoid more legal issues. So they basically copied the Pro V1 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and paid for it. Well, there you go. And then I don't know. know. I don't know how much they paid. It doesn't say, but maybe it was worth it. I mean, it, it got. If Titleist is suing you, your name is going to be. No such thing as bad publicity, <laughs> yeah, right? It's going to be everywhere. You move up, yeah, immediately. So it, it maybe wasn't the worst idea in the world. I, I, you never know what the amount is, but uh, Costco obviously has plenty. Nice. Of, has, I was going to say, I don't think they're too worried about that. No. All right, we got to take a quick break. I'm Jerome Espinosa, director of instruction at Eight Grady's Golf, alongside David Muddit. If you'd like to inquire about fittings, email me at gspinosa8gradies.com. This is the 8 Grades Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Let's get back to the 8 Grades Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Good morning. Welcome back to the 8 Grades Golf Show on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. You'll hear myself and David Muddit talking golf Saturdays 10 to 11 a.m. Um... I saw this and I don't. I how we wanted to get your take on it because I'm like David will have a good take, but so Minji Lee, right? And I guess in 2022, Min Min Wu Lee, Minji Lee. Oh, I don't know who that is. I don't. Think. I don't know if she's world number one or what she oh, is. Oh, uh, female. Okay, sorry, but sorry. she beat. Oh yeah, her, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, her yeah. accuracy in the fairway, from the fairway, was better than every single male on the PGA Tour. How far did she hit it? So from they did a whole bunch of them, but from 100 to 125 yards, she's four feet closer. Justin Thomas was at 16. She's at 12. 125 to 150, she beat Hideki. She's at 16. He was at 19. Wow. 150 to 175. Um, Surely she can't be leading that category. She is, but she got 20 feet. The leader on tour was 23 feet. Oh, my God. And then 175 to 200, which is... She was 22 feet. I mean, she's hitting hybrids. That's what I was thinking. And Hogue, I think he was 27 feet, the best on tour. She's more accurate than every single player on tour this year at all those distances. Which, How did she not win every LPJ Tour event? Who? She must putt like... Putt like, <laughs> putt like <laughs> I don't know, I can't even say the word. She must not putt very well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, it even, I mean... Dude, that's ridiculous. Like, I saw that. I was like, good night. Like, that's crazy. This chick must be a ball striking. Speaking of, I don't know if you saw it. It's been on social media. It's, dude, it's so good. You know, Paige Spriniak, right? Yeah. The one from Phoenix. With, yeah. 
all the goods hanging out and she's like i mean dude she's the i think she is the number one followed golf account on twitter that. yeah i yeah. think i think tiger's not even like she no, is she has more followers than tiger woods like so yeah. she got in a huge huge argument on instagram with a guy the other day it was hilarious cuz he basically said something like hey why don't they put something about have some sort of nine or some tees for women because all they do is slow up the golf course on a Saturday <laughs> and it's the worst and they're the worst. And she just went off on him, dude. It was hilarious. Like she would got her back and forth with him. And the funniest statement that she put that I was, he, I can't remember if he said something to her, but she said something like, get real, Tom. We all know I'm in golf for my serious milk juggers or something. She said it was so funny. She just, Dude. I wonder how much she makes for all that stuff. I mean, she yeah. she makes she has to make a ton. Oh, I know, yeah. I mean, she dropped a calendar for twenty three. She was the maximum, like I don't know, like hottest woman of the year or something. She um, she's like an ambassador for Top Golf too. I think because she did that thing with Max Homer <laughs> at the at the tour. Well, she does stick. an indoor one too. Does she? She's one for she does. I mean, if people, to be honest, if people want golf stuff, she's the one that they have to pay. Like she, she wanted to sell. Yeah, if you wanted to sell, yeah, she, she's very well known, and she's got it. I mean, she played college golf. She's yeah, a she was pretty at San good, Diego State. I pretty think. good golfer. Yeah, I mean, she's not, <laughs> she's not just some good-looking girl that just talks golf and doesn't know what she's talking about. She she can play golf. No, and and actually she's she kind of challenged that guy and said something to him like or she she said Tom is the guy that plays the tips and hits his driver 200 <laughs> and waits when he's 315 out on a par 5 and mm. tops it. Dude, I'm telling you, she went off on this guy. What an idiot. It was hilarious. And and people are like, I mean, again, they she's easy follow anyway. Everyone follows her anyway. But the fact that she went after this dude pretty hard, like <clears throat> it was, it's been a spat for like a couple weeks on on social media. But it was hilarious, and I can't find the whole thing in what she said. But it was, <laughs> it was great. Like you said, she's she actually has decent, you know, swing tips. Obviously, she's some of these places. The only thing with her that I think of is I'm like. Is she allowed to wear that at that golf course? Like, well, yeah, that's dude. It's un, <clears throat> it's unbelievable. Like, what this girl's wearing at the golf course? Yeah, I wonder how much golf she actually plays. I mean, again, you're only seeing stories or whatever, right? But she, um, it seems like she plays a decent amount and practices because you know she's always posting something. Obviously, that's not real life, but. Um, you know, like you said, her golf swing looks, you know, good. And I'm, yeah, she was probably, I think she tried on tour for a little while, but it's just so freaking hard. Yeah. I mean, you can certainly see in her swing that it's not, it's not something she does all day, every day. Yep. You know, it's a little loose and, but it's a, it's a great golf swing. Yeah. You know, you can see like the people that really do it all day, every day that play for a living and re it's just, there's so much more in sync and, it's just a rotation. It's so, and you can see it straight away. There's yep. so much less body movement. So you can tell she. It's certainly, you know, she's not a world beater golfer. But she, I mean, 
I would imagine she regularly shoots in the 80s. I was going to say, <laughs> you'd be really shocked probably, if you went and played probably, with her like, yeah. oh, goodness. I bet she, she probably can shoot in the 70s too. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that... She's made a hell of a living for herself by... Yeah, I mean, she's... Yeah. There's no one that tops her in golf, like, as far as... she's. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and she's... She promotes all kinds... People pay her to promote a ton of stuff like that. I think she's part of a one of those betting sites that she promotes a whole bunch. Like, I mean, it's it's insane how much money that lady has made doing golf stuff. And to be honest, like, for some women, she gives them really good tips. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's actually... Yeah, that's really, really good. I mean, she's, you know... <laughs> yep. And even though a lot of them probably shouldn't or can't dress like her, but... You know, um, if you compare, like you said, going back to what you said, comparing her swing to like Nelly Corda, dude, Nelly's a. I just watched that thing on YouTube. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you you can see, yeah, you can you can tell straight away. She does. Um, I was watching her do some chipping the other day, and it was just, I mean, pitching slash chipping, and I'm like, gosh, dang, that's good. She's just, I mean, I I don't know who her teacher is i don't know anything about what she does but she was stinking phenomenal with that stuff it's, it's just unreal you know and again we've said it before but i think and i haven't even played with an lpga tour player with girls that are really close like jarena mendoza when she was younger and stuff those girls are phenomenal man. i've played i've played a decent amount with um jarena yeah i've played a decent amount with jarena they're they're good like oh yeah i mean oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah they, there's no two ways about it i mean well you just what what was her name the minji lee i mean that, that those stats are outrageous and she's not even you know like number one in the world now you know you talk about lydia ko or whatever and it's just like <laughs> it just cracks me up that there's some guys out there that legit think and that's been a question also on social media like could you beat one of those girls? I'm telling you, no, you could not. Take them to the back tees with you. They'll still beat you. Yeah, well, I yeah, mean, I mean, there's a there's a point where that changes on the ability of the of the guy, right? I'm just saying a dude that plays yeah, on, correct. let's say a five. That's, a you, five. You could even, you know what? You could even say a scratch golfer. You take him to the back tees at Arroyo, they are going to lose. Oh. I now, would. you take him to the back tees uh, a twin or a Paco or a Sandia, I would even say it'd be close. To it, it would be. It would be. It would be a lot different because yes. their short game. But like at a Los Altos or a scratch golfer would have no chance. They would mop the floor with you. It, maybe they might get you one one out of ten times. I would even say this: there's good those two girls, and I I hate to say it's just the two at UNM, but the two that got I think one of them got to the semis of the amateur championship this year or whatever. Oh, really? They have two young ladies that played in the US Am and one of them got to like the semis. Take her out. Yeah. She will <laughs> wipe the floor with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say I think those girls, um, at least at the college level, play it like in Albuquerque, they play it like sixty five, sixty seven hundred yards for so, their national championships. Which is about six thousand yards at sea level and that's 6, feisty 100 maybe yeah i mean but you know even the those girls and they're not on tour and they'll still 
just mop it up with you and you're like, holy oh, cow. Yeah, for sure. I mean, no two ways about it. A zero, you know, to a 10 handicap, 20 handicap, a zero is like, oh, my God. <laughs> i got news for you. <laughs> that zero handicap is losing to John Rahm by 18, 18 shots around. 18. You know? Easily. Yeah. It's not even... It's not even close. Well, it also, that reminds me of, again, you know, UNM when they used to have that game on that Wednesday or whatever they used to have it. And I was playing with a college kid. I was paired with one of the college kids in New Mexico State. And he got in this big argument with me because I was at, he was at the very back tees. And I was at the next tee up except the par fives, right? Then they moved me back for the par fives. And he's like, oh, I can't believe they're playing this game like this. You're a jerk. You hit it way further than me. And I just told him, I said, time out, Patrick. I said, you are a mini tour pro. I don't want to hear from you. I yeah. work every single day. Like, I don't, I don't want to hear. I'm not a mini tour pro. I said, Patrick, are you a college? Patrick McCarthy. No, Bayhan. Oh, Bayhan. Of course, Bayhan. Okay. I said, are you on scholarship at New Mexico State? Yes. I said, I don't want to hear from you. Yeah. You practice. Your job is to practice and play. I can't compete with you. Like, you are that much better over 10 rounds. Maybe I could get him one, right? Maybe. And his argument, you know, he was arguing with me about it. We got, But the, he's a full-grown adult. He has the ability to learn how to hit it further if he wants to do that. <laughs> they all do. <laughs> he, like I said, we got in a huge argument over it because he was pissed off, you know, because obviously we're competing for the same amount and, you know, He's at the back tee, and I'm hitting it further than him, and I'm just like, I have no time for your excuses, dude. Like, you, and he got really mad because I told him he was a mini-tour guy because he's on scholarship, but it's true. I mean, you know, it's the difference between Paige and LPJ player. Like, those ladies are everyday practicing, everyday playing. Like, they're they're tightened. It's really tight. Like, it's a big difference when someone's doing that. Yeah. You can, it's so hard to even explain the difference to your average golfer. They just don't. They have to see it. They'd have to see it. Yeah. They'd have to walk 18 holes and watch them play and be like, ah, right, okay. They never miss a chip. <laughs> they never miss. And when they do miss. It's not bad. They get up and down. <laughs> or if they do make a bogey, they probably birdie the next three holes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for today's show. Mr. Davids will... Thank you, everybody, for joining us. There will be a link for today's show at 8gradies.com. We'll be here again next Saturday, 10 to 11, for the 8 Gradies Golf Show. I'm Jerome Espinosa alongside David Muddit. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next Saturday. Thank you for listening to the 8 Gradies Golf Show with Jerome Espinosa. Come back Saturday mornings at 10 for the latest stories and analysis from around the world of golf on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.